Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after class. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to week nine of term three. This is episode six of See Me After Class. And Chris, hello. Hi, Renee. How was your Saturday? Well, my Saturday consisted of two rides with the triathlon <laughs> club because one's not enough. <laughs> no, that's right because we're ramping up for our, our event in a couple of weeks' time. It was amazing though. I mean, hasn't it been the most stunning day that's ever existed on in the realm of stunning days today? I, I think it actually has been. It's just, it's actually, we've had a week of them really. Oh. This beautiful stretch of weather and I mean, you and I, we both know how glorious it is here when the weather is right. Yeah. Like it's just stunning. So, oh, yeah. So that yeah. was the case. We were doing time trials and then Alex, our French ex-pro rider who comes with us, he's a parent of one of the kids. Uh, brought his moped and we all drafted in behind him and did high speed r- uh, riding along Riverbank Road. It was actually really good fun, but oh, tiring. Cool. Yeah, nice. So that, well, that was awesome. Oh, good. Well, you've had a far more active day, I would say, than I have. Although it did, um, my sister is down at the moment and when Yes, I saw her. Yes, you met. It was yeah. so cute. She was, was really nice. pleased to actually put a face to your voice, she said. <laughs> yes, she said um, that. <laughs> and that actually, that is funny, isn't that, when people have only heard you before? Yeah. I mean, you know, mm. we could look we could look completely different to what people imagine in their minds. But I yeah. think you kind of, she had pictured you very, very much as you were, actually. Which oh, was, yeah. Was good on her. Nice. Um, we squeezed in a walk this morning along the Clutha River and it was just, it was amazing. It was a beautiful oh, morning and then um, yeah. we've just cruised really. I got to do something today that I haven't done in such a long time. And oh, I bet that has this. something to do with having an own life. <laughs> oh, completely. I mean, it's kind of this foreign concept at the moment. Yeah, so what did you do? I stretched out in the sunshine and I read for pleasure this afternoon. Oh, this is such a joy. Isn't it? I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it was so delightful. And I mean, you know, uh, you know what? The, 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 it was so warm here today. And yeah. Um, yeah, both my sister and I stretched out with a book this afternoon. Uh, and it was. What did just, you read? I'm reading Alias um, Grace by Margaret oh, Atwood. Fantastic. Yeah, it's oh. my first kind of experience with her um, as, right. a, as a writer. So I, I've only started just the very beginning, but I'm so far enjoying her style. Yeah, um, I quite like that you're reading Alias Grace when everyone else is reading her um, sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. It's good. You're, you're going back into the oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't read The Handmaid's Tale either, so I guess after I've read this, I'll, I'll tackle yeah. some more of her if I, if I enjoy it, which at yeah. the moment I am. So, um, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. that's great. Oh, so that's pretty good, um, pretty serious literary fiction to be reading for pleasure. Good for you. Mm, yeah, and that's something I, ha- I haven't done a lot of, particularly outside of, I mean, since university and things like that. It's, um, I, tend to, I tend to go towards something that's a little bit, I guess, um, easier to sink yourself into mentally, and I tend towards those uh, psychological thrillers. I've really enjoyed mm. Gone Girl and The Girl on the Train and, and all those sorts of um, yep. texts. And so now I'm kind of stepping my game up a little bit and, yeah, reading things that make me think a wee bit more. Oh, well, you know that I tend to go for speculative <laughs> fiction and then science fiction and anything with that kind of deep philosophy aspect. But you also know that I read 10 crime thrillers last summer. You did. You did. <laughs> so it was more sort of not so much crime thrillers, actually. To be fair, it's spy drama, one author. So, yeah, but yes, we could, I think it's also just sometimes nice just to what read mindlessly. Don't you yes, reckon? It's just completely. such a great thing. Yeah. yeah, and I also think it's important to remember that a lot of our students read these texts. Like they they engage in in that in the more popular fiction, I guess. Um, and so it's good for us to to know what it is they're reading as well. Yeah, well, that's absolutely right. It is actually really good for us to be that, and also just to, for us to be part of that culture, that yeah. you know, reading for pleasure culture. Um, exactly. And I'm pretty sure that John Le Carre, who's the author of all of those spy thrillers that I read is definitely centred on um, the enjoyment side of mm, things. Mm, <laughs> and that was great. Yeah, exactly. um, and also, of course, we're talking with lightness in our hearts because, well, for me it was 2.30 a.m. on Friday where I finally finished <laughs> the marking. <laughs> oh, seriously, that was one massive effort. I did Wasn't a little it? bit of tracking and I think I, I, think I worked for... 44 and three quarter hours over a period of 11 days in addition to the 40 hours a week of working so that was that was almost double time that we were doing it has been a mammoth effort and I don't say that lightly it's um I know it's 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 part of our job and it's actually a part of our job that when I get myself into the right headspace and into the the rhythm of marking I enjoy it I yeah. enjoy watching, uh, reading what our students um, produce, but at yep. the same time, it's the sheer volume of um, essays to read and unfamiliar text papers to look at. It's it's enormous. I think you know we both would have marked over two hundred papers um, yeah. over the last you know week. So it's been great to give those back to the kids, though, hasn't it? Like I really enjoy that conversation that arises once they've got their essay papers back. Mm. And I think because we worked so hard to do them so quickly, they did their exams, came back from exam leave, and essentially the exams were marked. Yes. And, I, and they're not oblivious to the f- kind of work that is required to achieve that. So I, I found our students were really appreciative of that. And, mm. you know, even the ones who got results they were unhappy with were still yes. very respectful about the process. I was very impressed with them, actually. Absolutely. Actually, while my sister and I were wandering around town today, we... Um, we did a little bit of op shopping and cool. I bumped into three of your year 11 students in one of the op shops and um, cool. they, it was so cool, they all actually said to me, they just, you know, thank you for marking our essay paper, our unfamiliar text papers, we really appreciate it. Oh, and isn't that awesome? Yeah, and they, like, they initiated that conversation. I just thought, you know, they, they understand 
what it is that we've done over the last week and they're really grateful for it you know yeah. they're impressed as well they you know many of my students said to me how how have you done this like how yeah. are these back right now um, that's so that's great because yeah. and I tell them how it's done without sounding uh, it's really important to me I know on the podcast I've been a bit of a complainer but as a <laughs> teacher in the classroom it's really important to me not to make the kids aware of that background work as much mm. as I as much as I can avoid that because it's not their problem and no, um totally. and uh, so but at the same time I in the case of returning the exams I did actually say this has been a big job and I'm mm. really grateful to my colleagues for their support so mm. that I can give this to you now because it's something that we feel really proud that we've been able to achieve and yeah mm. they did respond really well to it and of course you mm. know exams aren't exactly fun for them necessarily so them having that good spirited generous attitude about our work was um it just came it just felt very good and felt made made the work feel very worthwhile mm, absolutely um now I have some news to share with you which I kind of shared with you last night I guess but I um uh for our listeners out there who won't know this I've applied for an internal position at school and Chris I have an interview on Monday yeah that's pretty exciting eh <laughs> so you might if you're successful, become a dean in the school. I might, yeah, and, and you already are a dean in our school. Yes, and because they're changing the system around from year-level deans to house-based deans, if you did get the job, we'd actually be doing the same job. <laughs> both Working of us, together. both of our jobs would be the same job, so we'd essentially yeah. be doing exactly the same work in the school. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. I, I'm, I've been really enjoying the deaning. I actually do the deaning job as a job share. So I do mm -hmm. it with a, a woman called Charlotte. And um, she and I, up till this, the end of this year, are the year 13 deans. And it's such a great job in that you get to really engage with students as mm. whole people and look at them as they're developing through school and help yes. them to sort of navigate their way. And I, I find that whole sort of walking alongside the students aspect of it really pleasurable and quite privileged it's again mm. it's that sort of deep privilege of having a role in the lives of young people that is important to them and mm. um and building those relationships with them that you build I've, I've found it an extremely positive job to be doing mm. there are there are hard sides of course but Absolutely. on the whole it's really cool yeah I see it as a bit of an extension of well it it's the way that we operate as teachers, I think, um, and yeah. particularly if we think about what we're trying to achieve with our micro-credentials um, project. You know, yeah. we're really, we are really invested in the whole student and, and not just what, what it is that they do in our classroom, but, but what it is that they uh, discover about themselves along the way and the successes and failures that they have in doing so and, and enabling them to, um, to explore a little bit about who they might become when they yeah. leave school. Oh, I totally agree. I think again, yeah. it's another one of those volume jobs. Like mm, you know, be, being responsible for a year level means in our school about 150, 160 students, and having to build meaningful relationships with 160 mm. people. You get given three to four hours a week to do that, and you have to be in communication with their families as well. And of course, if something's challenging is going on with the family or the student. They expect your attention. They expect mm, your time. Completely. But, yeah. And so, you know, the multiplier attached to that, for example, right now with the results coming in from the practice exams, there's a significant multiplier occurring around parents and students who are 
uh, troubled by the results and needing to know what to do next or wanting to understand how this could have happened and all those sorts of things that inevitably do happen. And so Charlotte and I are busy as right now. So I'm very glad that she and I, I mean, she and I did a really good thing and we finished all of the um, references and testimonials for their tertiary study before the exams, which mm. I sort of pushed for, given that I wasn't going to have time over the exam period. And um, so glad we did that now because we don't have time now. We're actually yeah. really, really engaged. We've had quite a few com um, meetings. Well, when I say quite a few, we've had a handful of meetings with um, students and parents who are in year 13, final year of school, They've kind of come, the students have come to the end of it. They don't. They don't really mm. want to be doing any more work. They've got their next step clear in their heads. They know where they're going next year. They know they have met the criteria or got the qualifications they need for that already. And if they are coming to school now, they're sort of coming because it's nice to still be here to finish it off. But it's actually mm. quite a unhealthy way to be at school when everybody else is sort of striving towards achieving their best outcome from level three and having those conversations with families and seeing everybody's kind of wishful thinking around the desire that their children will still be working when actually that that uh, train has left the station and having mm. to have those conversations of respectfully but also essentially talking to the student and saying what do you want to do right now mm. having this having the parents recognize that they need now they've now got 18 year olds in their houses who are autonomous individuals who are not only capable but really expected to make decisions for themselves and um, their, their, their influence is waning and um, that whole dynamic is a fascinating but complex thing to navigate. Mm, mm. I think it will be interesting to see um, how the house system changes your the role of a dean slightly because mm. instead of sticking with a, a year group each year getting a new batch of 150 or however many students in a year group um you're going to be with the same students for sort of you know three or more years as, as they mm. move their way through the senior school um it'll be fascinating to see how how that changes things slightly i think you've got more time to to get to know them and to build that really strong relationship with them but Yes, yeah. I think, yeah, I can only see it to be a good thing. And I, yeah. I think more in terms of it being seven years, we'll be working with one junior dean, Dude, essentially yeah. cooperatively. And just because Charlotte and I have been working as a job share and have been working collaboratively for the last couple of years, I kind of see this additional junior dean and taking over our house and seven years worth of students as being just a natural evolution of this cooperative way of working. And I just think we'll get a small group of students in year seven and they will have seven years to work with mm. them. And that, that, that kind of new introduction of, let's say, 50 or 100, what, what would it be? Probably about 50 or 60 new students every year. And then the seven-year time frame seems so much mm. more realistic in terms of that pastoral role than you know, 160 and one year yes. in terms of just being able to build those relationships and set culture and develop expectations and know the families and know the students and yeah. work cooperatively with them over a long period of time. I think it's exactly how our whanos have worked, where we've Absolutely. started, where students start with us in year seven and stay with us right through until they finish at the end of year 13 and I think it's just going to be an amplification of that so I think it's going to be cool and I definitely think we'll do a better job as a result also mm. think the job will be more realistic mm, absolutely if, yeah. even though we will have responsibility for you know more years worth of kids it's fewer oh uh, fewer 
from each year. So Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And like you've said, you get that time to, to develop that relationship with them and their families and mm. that's a really exciting thing. I've still got extremely fond memories of my house Dean. I went through a house pastoral system when I was at school and um, right. And I still, if I if I go home, I will um, sometimes text her to have a catch up for a coffee and and right. check in. She was also an English teacher. We yeah, she was mm. she was wonderful. Yeah, and and so yeah, I can I can see how it could be really successful here, especially with yeah. our kids. They're so open to it. So now you've got to put yourself on the line, do the interview. I know that I've asked you to do a presentation as part of the interview, haven't they? And so they I imagine that's on your mind at the moment. It is a little bit, and I mean, I've had a few thoughts around that, and I mean, my sister works in HR, so I've been chatting with her about it a little bit, and mm. I, um, I have, I've got one or two things up my sleeve that I think I'm going to, to see how they go, and um, yeah, but it is, it's a big thing to put yourself forward for a role like this, I think, because... Yes, I, I think it is especially internally, because yes. if you don't get it, you still have to come to school the next day and work <laughs> with everybody. Yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and the, the disappointment or even embarrassment, you, you might, uh, the, the sort of natural in these situations is something you have to let sort of work with. Yes, <laughs> your, your sister, like... Your sister being in HR does make me laugh, because <laughs> <laughs> when you think about the way that... HR yes. <laughs> is handled in our school. She must, she must find it hysterical. She does. Yeah, we've had a few good. La- we had a few good laughs last night. That's for sure. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Ivan and I do too sometimes. I mean, I think now that the exams are over, it's actually a bit easier to laugh at it all, isn't it? I think it but is. It, it is like some kind of. Like I think, I think if you sort of documented it, and it's a shame we can't in detail, it would, <laughs> it, it would, it would perform like faulty towers or one of those oh, farces, you know. Absolutely. I mean, people laugh at educators on TV NZ, but I'm sure that we'd give that show a good run for its money. I know. Actually, that's the thing. When I watched that that comedy on TV about schools, I kept thinking they didn't go far enough. Like I know. It's, it's like, oh, is that all? <laughs> they don't know the half of it. That's right. So. I guess like schools or institutions are inevitably going to be a great um, site or, a lo- or, or yes. setting for comedy because of the potential for craziness. But mm. I, I think if you if you were able, I know in the UK one of the things they do quite often is is go into schools with cameras and do doc- do live documentaries of schools over a period of a term or so, following mm. the, the the plight of a series of students and teachers. And I oh think that gosh. does. I mean, it is pretty entertaining. Um, I bet it is. You have to be quite confident in yourself as a school to expose your inner your doors workings. Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. so um, any, I will keep you posted on this, and I'm sure that we'll talk about it more. But I'm excited for the opportunity to to give this ro- to, to to interview for this role. It's something that I think um, is a good would be a good next step for me. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I hope you, I mean, one of the things that I, that I also find quite hard, but I encourage you to try to do, is there are actually a lot of dimensions to your professional work. Mm. And this, this podcast is one of them. The um, micro-credentials project, which we've been funded to do, is another one that often uh, escape the attention of the senior leaders in the school. Mm. And, mm. I, and it's hard, I think, sometimes to find a way of communicating that not only are you functioning in the school in the ways that are visible to them, but you're actually such a highly engaged professional yeah. outside of that, and that you are, um, and that 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 you bring value to the school as a result of that, mm. um, because it is an abstraction that I think escapes them most of the time. Um, yeah. And so, but something that I think it's important to 
draw their attention to in your own interests. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because, you know, you, I'm sure that the other people who you are competing against are also high calibre. Yes, I, But I don't imagine they have the same level of external engagement in the profession as you do, so that will put you in a position of, um, of, of preference, certainly in my eyes. Mm. Well, let's hope in their eyes too. <laughs> yeah, hope so <laughs> we'll too. Out. I'll yeah. find out by 3.15 on Friday um, afternoon. So. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. it's, it, so by the time we record this again, we'll actually have an answer to the question. We will, oh, yeah, well. we will. Well, I wish you well. And if, yeah, Thank you. And I'm sure everyone listening does too, because wouldn't you want Renee to be your house <laughs> dean? I'm sure you would. Yeah, well, I would too, but I might be a little bit biased. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. You, you've got friends over tonight to watch the I rugby, do. haven't yes. you? Yeah, actually, I've got other teachers coming over tonight to watch the rugby. Oh my um, goodness, that's almost yeah. a cliche. I know. <laughs> It's the first World Cup game for the All Blacks, so um, uh, we're going to f- cross our fingers and hope that Spark has ironed out the kinks that I think they experienced last night when everyone tried to stream the World Cup opening um, ceremony, and uh, hopefully that works for us, but yeah, it's going to be good. Oh yes, well, um, I don't know what you're talking, I can't even understand the words you're saying at the moment, <laughs> but whatever, I'm sure, have a good time. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing tonight, Chris? Uh, oh, Ivan and I will watch a film and nice. uh, cook ourselves a meal and I imagine probably be in bed while everybody else is watching the rugby. <laughs> I think that's about it for my evening. But we've oh. got two more um, cycling training sessions tomorrow. And right. while I can, gen- I mean, I can keep up with them well enough. I, I, I'm not a young man and so I'm going to need my sleep tonight just so that it, I don't um, fall over tomorrow trying to keep yeah. those kids enthused. Oh, no, I'm sure... I'm sure you keep up with them just fine. Yeah. Although, like with our teaching, the nice thing is they are actually, the, the older students are now getting to the point where they yes. they exceed me physically in terms of their capacity as cyclists in every way. And it's actually quite quite wonderful. Yeah, but that's, totally. That's part of the reason Alex was on his moped today. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are fast enough for Gotta them to pace be able to. Them with yeah, the, that's the right. Scooter instead of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Oh well, have a great time tomorrow. And yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll see you on Monday. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And um. What is it? Go All Blacks or something. That you've got it. Oh yes. Yeah. Super fan already. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Yeah. Catch you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week. <laughs>